You're listening to the TNT Effect, the Athletes Podcast. This is the podcast where athletes discuss their journey and sports professionals talk about how they support these athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Tierra Roll. Let's get into today's episode. My guest today is a husband, an educator, a former student athlete, mental health advocate, activist, and so much more. Please help me welcome Mr. Miles Williams. What's good, oh, Miles? What's going on? What's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I like that hoodie you got on. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, gotta, gotta support women's sports and, and grateful to be able to, to have a platform to be able to uh to do so. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we need it, especially now <laughs> more than yeah. anything. We need yeah. You know, we need men to to support women's athletes. Sure. Speaking of, you know, athletics and everything, let's start there and unpack all the different roles and different titles that I just mentioned. So, yeah. you know, let's talk about the student athlete. What was your introduction to becoming an athlete? Oh, man. Uh, so if you ask my parents, they probably would say from birth, they had a ball in my hand or, or something, um, at least as soon as I could start walking, I was I was playing some type of sport, whether it was basketball, baseball, football, golf. I was I was playing um, and, and I've been doing that since I was little, still find ways to be able to try to be an athlete now that I'm a retired athlete. And uh, I feel like my whole life I've been just loved, loved watching sports, loved being able to play sports. Uh, my dad always jokes about when I was like two, I would come to one of his like rec league basketball games. And I would just sit there and I would watch. I'll be on the bench and I would just watch. The other kids would be running around and playing and doing their stuff. And I would just be studying the game. And so, so grateful to be able to, uh, to be able to be surrounded by sports my whole life. And uh, it's been a big part of my identity. Now you played a variety of sports. Yeah. You know, why did football stick? Um, honestly, I didn't play football until I was in high school. So in my ninth grade year, the first time I played football, um, I was, Actually, my best sport or my most natural sport was baseball. And unfortunately, in high school, it became a thing where I was the only black kid playing playing baseball on the team. And it just it didn't it didn't feel as comfortable as playing basketball, football with my, my friends. And so I realized that I was good at football early on. Um, I like to be able to hit people. I like to be able to, to be aggressive and, and, and let my emotions out in that way. And uh, football, was I, I realized I was good at it. And scholarship offers started coming i'd rather go to school for free playing it and, and i think that's kind of why i ended up sticking with it so time out you started playing in high school and then you ended up with a college scholarship like you know a lot of kids they tend to play a, a sport for a number of years and then mm-hmm. and you know the scholarships start to come but i guess by you being um so athletic or playing all those other sports it's just the transition from one sport to the next one was easier for you? Yeah, for sure. And I think that I'm a strong proponent of, of kids playing multiple sports. I think you can learn, one, you learn so much about how to be, how to interact with other people being in team sports. Uh, but I think also you, all, all the skills are transferable. So in basketball, like the condition that you do in basketball is going to make you a better, better condition for football season. Um, I remember coming from football season to basketball season, it was always a struggle being able to go from one to the other, right? But being able to have lateral, certain different lateral movement that, that I used during basketball would be able to transfer into football and vice versa. Um, in baseball, being able to, like, the patience that you have to have in baseball, um, <laughs> like, that's just, that's just stuff that rolls over to life, you know? And so 
Um, I'm grateful to to be able to 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 learn from each sport, um, be able to pick certain things from here, and they all ultimately made me a better athlete and, and ultimately a better football player. All right, so scholarships rolling in. What schools were looking at you? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I had a lot of like small D1 offers um, my senior year. Um, I got hurt my junior year, and so unfortunately um, was the the opportunity for me to be able to play at a really, really big school. Like I, I felt like I deserved um, were limited. Uh, a lot of those offers were getting sent to people early, but my, my largest offer was from University of Pittsburgh. Um, I had offers from uh, well, the staff at University of Michigan was at Michigan at the time and then went to Pittsburgh. And so they offered me there. Um, but I was, I was scared. I was 17 years old. Um, I didn't want to go too far from home. I grew up in the Carolinas. And my biggest concern was I want, I want my, my family to be able to see me play. And I wasn't going to be able to be there. And my dad was like, no matter where you go, we're going to be there every game. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't believe it, but I, I was scared. But basically, I was scared. Um, and so uh, settled for an uh, offer. To, I wanted to play right away um, coming out of, out of high school. And so I went to Elon University, small D1 school. And uh, it was a great fit academically. It was a great fit athletically. I could play as a freshman. And uh, I really I felt like I could I could really grow there. And so wanted to be it wasn't too far from home. Um, we were playing in a conference that was, was based pretty much in the Southeast at the time. And so my parents and family and friends could all come see me play. And so I was like, you know what, that, that's where I want to be. And ultimately it worked out and was the best opportunity for me. But um, I, I always wish that I would have seen what it was like to play in the, a- in the ACC or play one of the power five schools. Mm-hmm. Like a Florida state. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I, see like I, Florida state that, I'm not a Florida State fan, but if they would have sent me some money, I would have I would have pulled up. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna hate. I'm not gonna hate. That's all right. <laughs> but in lieu of all of that, okay, scholarship, full scholarship, correct? Yep, full scholarship. And what you know, what were the requirements to maintain that scholarship? Yeah, so um, our coaches always reminded us that every year your scholarships up for renewal and. I remember each year, like that that day that we went to our coach and he offered gave us our offer letter, and you see sixty thousand dollars on a piece of paper and you're signing your name. Like that was a that was a special moment because it's like all this hard work is ultimately one paying off, but two, like we had to one is stay academically eligible, so we had to have I think we had to maintain like a two five or two point something like that at the time um, when I was playing. Um, we had to obviously do what we need to do on the football field. Um, we also had to be good people. A lot of a lot of my friends that I came in with my freshman year didn't make it to senior year because they were making poor decisions, uh, academically weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, on the field weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so um, year in and year out, like we, you, it was a grind to make sure you kept your scholarship and uh, gratefully be able to do so. So academically, what kind of student were you? What, you know, what was your major? Did you have one of those majors where the advisor just said, hey, take this so you can just pass? <laughs> nah. Did you have something that was, you know, legitimate, like actually worth something, something that you were interested in pursuing outside of um, sports? Yeah, yeah. so I, I think it started for me in high school. I was, I was I always been a good student. Um, I was AP classes, honors classes already. And so when I went to college, I, I was a lot of those skills that I learned in high school transferred over. Um, but, and we also had like a lot of academic support as student athletes. So our freshman year, we had to have like mandatory hours of study hall where we had to be there, I think like six hours a week or something crazy before, before, uh, like outside of practice and other things. And so, um, 
I, I was always a good student. I really I enjoyed learning. I still enjoy learning. I, if I could go back to school now, I would go back um, to school. Um, and so I majored in human service studies, which is essentially social work. Um, but I minored in psychology and African African American studies. Um, really passionate about Black folks in my community, um, but also love like psychology and people and thinking about how people work and connected. And that stuff has always been a, a passion and, and just joy of mine. And so uh, I wanted to go into education as a student athlete, but because of like teaching teaching hours and like service hours, I wasn't able to do that because of ball. And so I fell into human service studies, and I'm grateful that I did that. I ultimately got my master's in in social work and um like those things kind of all just like married together pretty well let's talk about um all of that that you do now so what is your yeah. your role now as um as an educator yeah so i'm a director of student culture of a pre-k through third grade about to be pre-k through fourth grade i'm um, starting next year um at a school here in the city um and what that entails is basically everything outside of the classroom that you can possibly think of um I'm, I'm handling. So I don't have a, a, a classroom per se, but I'm in charge of our diversity, equity, and inclusion curriculum, um, our social emotional learning curriculum, um, disciplinary certain things, um, basically anything that needs, you need to do to help run a school um, and make what makes a school feel good and feel joyful and feel safe and inclusive. Um, that's that's part of my role and, and I enjoy it. Um, it's not easy work as part in the school year. Um, in April, it's, it's a grind for sure after spring break. But um, I love love working with kids, and uh, I, I focus on what I'll be doing for a long time. Now, do you incorporate some things that you learned through athletics in what you do now as well? Oh man, every day. I, there's not a day that goes by that, that my experience as a student athlete or as an athlete hasn't hasn't shown up. I mean, the discipline that you have to have, the focus, the structure. I mean, I think one of the areas in my life right now where I feel like I'm struggling is I don't feel like I have as much structure as I did as a routine as I did when I was a student athlete. And so I, I like, I, I had to like make my schedule, hey, wake up at this time, work out at this time, eat at this time. Like, and those things really like help me. Um, we all, I feel like we all crave structure. Like kids, my young people, um, my students, they, they crave structure. And so they need to know, hey, this is what, I, this is what I'm doing at this time, this is what I'm doing at this time. And if you throw them off that schedule, they're thrown off, right? And so um, I think that's a, a big, a big part of it. I think the way that, uh, I like to carry myself. Uh, I, I try to carry myself in, in a way that's um, similar to when I was a student athlete. Like, you you know that you you have a platform and, and your life is bigger than just just you. You have people who are are accounted, are looking up to you. You have people who you're accountable to. And uh, I try to make sure that when I'm working at work, at, like, at least it feels like a team atmosphere. I like, like to use a lot of sports analogies um, to be able to kind of one keep me in the kind of keep me in the game in terms of being a being a student athlete, but also I think like there's so many lessons that you learn from being a, playing a team sport, and uh, those are applicable in business, education, and just life. Absolutely, all of that. And going back, you, you mentioned you had an injury your mm -hmm. junior year, junior year of college, in high school and junior year in college actually. So both. Okay, so what type of injuries did you sustain during those times? Yeah, so in high school, um, I had a lot of concussions. Um, I probably, I think I had my junior year, I had three. Um, I had one early in the season, one like, I think two like mid-season. Um, and they were just like, hey, look, you're a kid that, that one is smart, but two, um, we want to be able to see play ball at the next level and, and know that you can. And so let's just sit you down for the rest of the year to make sure that like your, your head is straight, everything's good. And then 
come back. Um, I remember a neurologist. Uh, have you seen Friday Night Lights, the movie? Yes. Okay. So you remember there's a scene where Booby Miles is hurt and he goes to the doctor and he goes to the doctor in Midland and he was like, the doctor told him he's out for the year and he's like, you from Midland, right? You from Midland? Like, I can't play football. What you mean? Whatever, right? So I literally, I went to a neurologist and he told me not to play football. I couldn't play football anymore. And me and my dad went off just like that. It was like, what what, what you mean I can't play football anymore? What, 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 I can't, what? You from, you from Midland? And so, uh, yeah, so my junior year of high school, that was that was a really tough moment for me. And uh, I think that's kind of when I came to, to terms with the fact that life is so much more than just being an athlete and that there's going to be, I might have to be a student <laughs> and walk on somewhere. Unfortunately, if I want to be able to play at the level that I want to play at and know that I'm capable of playing at. And, and so I, I had to realize early on, like, that it's so much bigger than this ball. And um, and so the, the, my junior year that that in high school, that definitely was a big moment for me. And then your injury in college. College, yeah. So in college, I tore my labrum in my right hip my junior year. Um, and so out for the, out for the year, um, was able to redshirt. So I, I could I got a fifth year eligibility. Um, and so then I played my junior my junior season, or sort of in my senior year, uh, academically. And then I tore my left hip that same that next season. I played through it that that season and got it surgery in the off season. Um, so I I have uh, two two hip surgeries on, under my belt before like 21. So I, uh, I, I blame that on the reason I didn't make it to the NFL. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not the main reason I didn't make it to the NFL, but I'm, I'm going to stick with that for right now. Stick with that one. So how yeah. did each of those injuries affect you uh, from the mental standpoint? Oh my goodness. Uh, I have a, I have so much respect for student athletes, period. Um, people just don't understand the, the amount of work that, that takes place to be able to just mentally, physically, emotionally to, to do what, what student athletes do uh, for athletes who have been injured and like had especially with serious, serious, sustained serious injuries to be able to come back from that um, is, is difficult. And, and so um, for me, mentally, it was hard, especially the first, the first one, the first one was hard because it was unknown territory. Um, I never, I never not played, sports before like um and so my identity was kind of wrapped up and i'm a student athlete i'm I'm the captain i'm the i'm the man this is what i do and then to watch my team playing without me doing things without me um i I really was in a bad place and so i told the coaching staff i was like hey like what can i do to stay involved like i want to make sure that i'm still involved and still feel like a part of this and so i was able to be a part of the coaching staff um it's all in the booth like on crutches in the booth with the headset on, figuring out what I could do to help call plays, see if I was seeing things that other people weren't seeing. Um, and so that was a helpful way for me to stay involved. Um, but then also, when, but the physical standpoint, I had, I had to learn how to walk again, you know, like I had to learn how to, to run. And that was like a nine month process. Um, and then I had to do it all over again the next off season. And so that really took a lot out of me mentally uh, and emotionally right, and physically. But ultimately I, I realized once, once you learn, if, when you realize you have to learn how to walk again, twice like hey, there's nothing that you can't do you know and then, like the thing other things might may be difficult but um I think it ultimately made me a lot, a lot stronger who you were in the training room a lot oh man I lived there <laughs> <laughs> I lived there I lived there I lived there for at least three years of my three years of my college career Oof. how was your relationship with um with that staff the medical staff oh man I I, I love I love my trainers um uh, my, my main 
uh, head athletic trainer was Michelle. Shout out, Michelle, shout out to you. Um, she took care of me, man. Um, was like my mom away from away from home. Um, I was in there at 6 a.m. <laughs> 6 a.m. I was in there at 12.30 for lunch. I was there at 2 o'clock before practice or before we started watching film. I was in there after practice. And and so I, I was in there with her five times a day, four or five times a day. And so um, we developed a good relationship. Um, so grateful for her and that staff. And um, don't re- honestly, without their support, would, would not be the, the person I am today and probably wouldn't be able to to walk like I and be able to play like I am, like I can today either. Yeah, and talk about some of your um the relationships you built with some of the other high performance staff like strength and conditioning. Um, oh yeah. Of course, the coaches and you know I don't know if you had a sports psychologist or nutritionist or anything like that. Yeah. Anybody who was involved in you know making sure you were a, a successful athlete. Yeah, I mean I think that there's so much that goes into, especially football. Um, into to being a successful student athlete, right? You have, you have your position coaches, you have your coordinators, you have your head coach, obviously, who are who help you be the best person you can be on the field in terms of like scheme and skills, right? But your athletic training staff is, is huge and, and be able to keep you he- safe, keep you healthy, um, make sure you're flexible and can take care of your body to the, to the uh, best extent that you can. We had nutritionists who helped with our diet plans and told us what we could and couldn't eat at the dining hall, but also at like, fast food restaurants that we're ordering out. Um, that's year round. Um, our academic support staff was huge in helping us get our books and get signed up for classes that we wanted and making sure our schedule was the way that it needed to look. And so, I mean, strength and conditioning staff, I mean, I, I still use some things that our coaches, that our coaches gave us um, in high school, I mean, in college and high school as, as like a, a foundation for my, my training now. And so, all those things that people do. Oh, chiropractor. I, I have a chiropractor in North Carolina. Anytime I need to go to the chiropractor, I can always check in with him and, and, and get taken and get adjusted. And so there's so many things that you learn about yourself, about your body um, from support staff from, from in as a student athlete. And, and, and it's uh, those relationships are things that you take with you for the rest of your life. And, and so I'm so grateful for the folks that, that poured into me and, and helped me take care of my body. Now, were you grateful and, you know, did you tell the staff thank you for all of the things that they did? Because some athletes, they kind of take it for granted or, mm-hmm. you know, they can be a little nasty to support yeah. and everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important to make sure that, that the athletes aren't getting, you know, so high and mighty, right? Where you know, yeah. your head's blown up and everything and, and they don't necessarily respect the staff or, um, you know, just everybody who's helping to take care of them. So I think it's important for them to learn that at, at, as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, once. Yeah. I mean, I mean, from, and from a young age, I mean, I think people need to understand that, that nothing that we do as people, as athletes is because of ourselves alone. And so, yeah, you can be as talented as you want to be, but at the end of the day, you're nothing without other people around you. And that's one of the lessons that team sports teaches you, right? Like you're nothing without the people around you. And so our support staff, as whether athletic training, whether that was from an academic standpoint, whether it was from a finance standpoint, like they are all integral and in be able us to be able to do what we wanted to do and do it at a high level. And so we have to make sure you express gratitude to them um, because a lot of times they're spending, I mean, our trainers in there at 6 a.m. and is there when we're leaving the building at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, and they're doing it all over again. And I mean, and then they, in summer camp, they're in there from 6 a.m. to midnight like we're in there all day, all night, and they're there doing what they can to make sure that we're successful to be able to play um, 
at a high level every day. And so uh, we, you have to make sure you expect gratitude to those people because, uh, I mean, and it, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. It does. It really does. Especially as someone who, who actually has done that type of work. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's a thankless job, you know, like, um, I mean, I guess it's not thankless completely, but it's, it's a hard job. And I, I'm, I can't imagine that our athletic trainer got paid enough for the amount of, for the amount of time and energy she poured into making sure that I was able to, me alone was able to be able to take care of it much less than 98 other guys on the team. And so, um, make athletes out there, make sure you're, you're, you're thanking athletic trainers and the folks that are around you because, uh, you couldn't be where you are without them. Yes, I agree with all of that. And, um, so once football was over, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> all of that, how was that transition for you? Like, did, was it difficult? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, in, in a lot of different ways, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with the first thing was like, I'd never not been an athlete and I knew who I was outside of being an athlete, but my identity was solely like my, your miles who plays football, your miles who did, who, who did this thing. Right. And then you go, you leave college and you go to the real world and you're nobody like nobody cares what you did, what who you, who you are, where you're from, how many tackles you made and the interceptions, you, whatever, how many offers you had. No, nobody cares about any of that. You're a regular person. And now what can you do for my organization to help us get better? Right. And so that was a really tough transition for me. I, I think that not having that affirmation and validation constantly was tough for me. Um, I think I, I expressed my emotions through playing ball for so long and like a lot of the anger or frustration or sadness that I had was poured into like hitting somebody like that. That really was like a release for me. And when you realize you can't do that anymore, it's like or or you have all this extra time on your hands. You're like, what? Who, who am I? What do I like to do? What am I interested in? What am I passionate about? And like football is one of those sports where you can't just go play football. Like you can go play basketball somewhere. You can go play golf or maybe even play baseball somewhere. Right. But you can, you're, you're not going to go find some, go play pickup football. And so that was really tough. Um, and I think it really, I really was the first time that I had to sit there with like my emotions and my feelings and like interest and realize like, what am I passionate about? What do I care about? What am I good at um, outside of sports? Um, and that was an adjustment. Where does your affirmation and validation come from now? Uh, a lot of it's personal. Um, all my kids, my students, I think a lot of them like give me that type of the joy and affirmation. I think now that I kind of have this platform, I get it from random people all over the world. And I, I don't like, I don't really, I, I get it. And like, it feels good sometimes. Like everybody likes social media, but that stuff doesn't phase me as much as like, no, my wife cares about me and my friends care about me, my family. Um, and my young people that I'm trying to serve every day. And so that's where those, my, my kids especially make me feel like miles of football player all over again. You know, they, they, they appreciate in little ways, things that I do. And um, I try to make sure that I'm serving them. Like I, like I serve my teammates. Now you had your injuries and time commitments, you know, as a result of being a student athlete, what were some other challenges? Um, so I was, I was a captain twice for two years. And that's something I took great pride in. I really was, that was something I want. I was in high school as a captain. And so in college to be able to be a, a captain twice is, is a big deal. And I think that with that comes a lot of responsibility 
And it comes with like a lot of ownership. And at, and at the time when I was playing ball, we weren't very good. Like we we had a potential to be a very good team, but we we lost a lot of games and we shouldn't have. And I think I took a lot of that on myself. And looking back on it, I feel like I could have pushed my teammates in different ways to kind of get the, the most out of them. And looking back on that, I regret that. And I, I don't like living with regrets. And to look back on my career and feel like I could have done a little bit better, I could have done this a little bit different, is, is, is a bad feeling. Um, I think in addition to that, I also, on the flip side of that, don't think I fully enjoyed my college experience because I was so wrapped up in, like, being an athlete. Like, I really, I didn't, like, I mean, we partied a little bit, but I didn't party that much. I don't feel like I explored, uh, like, the area that I was in college in as much as I, I could have. And uh, I wish I would have done that a little bit more. And I think, I wish I also would have, spent more time with my teammates. I think that you kind of get wrapped up in being a student athlete, the girls and having fun and stuff like that. But like every day, there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss like hanging out with my teammates in the locker room. I feel like I took I took that for granted a little bit. Um, and you don't know what you don't know um, or you don't know until it's gone. But those are moments that, that I, I cherish. What did you enjoy about that time? Oh, man, there's nothing better than playing ball. Like, like Saturday, Saturday morning, waking up and, you know, you're getting ready to go play, play a game, like preparing for that. Like you work, we work. So football is different than any other sport and that you're preparing nine months out the year for 16 games, like for 16 Saturdays or Friday nights or whatever, whatever, Sundays, whatever, whatever day of the week you're playing. And you work so hard for those days. And so when those days come, like, those are special days. Like those moments, putting your pads on, like running down the hill, like doing all those little things. So like, well, that, that's, that was so fun. Um, like all the preparation that takes place, like mentally, physically, like emotionally, like you, it's, that's a, that's a special feeling. Um, I, I enjoyed college though. I, I really, I feel like I, I worked a lot. I worked hard um, in terms of like athletically, but also like academically. Um, it was, I, I had a great time and a great experience. I think I got the most out of my college experience. I traveled abroad. I did undergraduate research. I, I connected with professors and people that I never would have been connected with uh, otherwise. And so um, ultimately, my college experience was great. I, I really genuinely loved it. Elon did a great job. My, my little sister goes there now um, because of my, how great my experience was. And so, yeah, I, I, love, I, loved, I, loved, I loved college. I think that ultimately... Um, it was hard. It was a grind by no by, by all means, but ultimately it was a really, it was a really good time. Talk a little bit about your study abroad. Oh yeah, so um, Elon is like number one in the country in study abroad. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think like 80 percent of students there are study abroad at least one time, and um, they're unique in that their athletic program. Uh, every team gets to go abroad at least one time in their in their career, and so um, that wasn't the case before I was there. So I kind of got the flag. <laughs> I kind of got some flack for it when I was there, but we have an interesting time in the year called uh, winter term. So the month of January, it's kind of like an optional term. So you, well, if you're a student athlete, it's not optional. That's like our winter workouts, but um, it's a three week, three week period where you're taking just like one class. And so I took a West African history and culture class um, until we went to Ghana for 28 days. I think, like, I think it was like 28 days. And it was amazing. Like, I, transformational experience for me made me think about who I am and the world in such a different context. Um, 
to know that people thousands of miles away from you um, have love for you and care for you um, and feel connected to you simply because of the color of your skin, um, but also just because like they know that this is where you came from, you know, was without well, without special. Um, and also to be able to see so many different elements of Ghana made me want more curious about exploring the world, but also exploring Africa even more. Like the the traditional or the ways that we see Africa portrayed in media is completely different than it was in in reality. Like we were looking at we were at the beach, we were downtown in cities. We we did see some more rural parts, but that wasn't the majority of our experience. And so it was really nice to be able to have that experience firsthand and then be able to come back and tell my teammates and, and friends about it. Man, sports can um afford you a number of opportunities that oh, you not get, you never. know, play sports. So yeah, for sure. Great. And and I think that like that that's that part is so underrated. Like you I wouldn't be speaking to you right now if if I didn't play sports, you know. Um I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be half the person that I that I am today without uh, the opportunity to play ball. And so um uh, I really, I feel like I owe everything to that ability to, to be an athlete, and uh, I'm grateful for that. That's what's up. So before we wrap things up, what are some things that you would, you know, tell younger athletes who want to play at the college level or play at the professional level? You know, drop some pearls for them, some gems. Some pearls? No, I got, a, I got a couple. Um, first <laughs> one is, um, if you say you really want it, like one, everybody says they want it. Everybody wants to be LeBron. Everybody wants to be like the next Seth Curry, everybody wants to be all those things. But like, you don't understand the amount of work that those people put in to become the people that they are. Like LeBron's a freak athlete by by all means, all world athlete, but he spends a million dollars on his body a year, at least a million. And that's like food, that's stretching, that's weightlifting, that's massage, that's taking care of, taking care of his body. And so you gotta, if you say you want it, like you have to sacrifice a lot to be able to do that. There's a lot of, a lot of times or myself and I'm, and I'm, and you can look up my stats. You can look me up on, on TV. I mean, on, on online, I was, I was a good athlete, but I'm, I was not a professional athlete. And so those people, those people who are playing professional sports sacrifice a lot to be able to be who they are and, and be able to be at the level that they're at. And so there's going to be, have to be a level of sacrifice. Not going to be able to go out with your friends on certain nights. There's going to be nights where you have to do homework or instead of going out, at your, with your friends at a certain period of time or be able to play with your friends a certain period of time, you need to be watching film or studying or doing different things. And so if you're not willing to sacrifice that, don't say that you want to be an athlete. I think another piece of that is, in that is, you. while I want you to work as hard as you possibly can to be the best athlete that you can be, none of that matters if you're not taking care of what you need to do in the classroom. And you have to take care of business in the classroom to be able to be to afford the opportunity to be able to play. Um, play sports at a college college level and then the pros. And then I think last but, but not least, I think you got to be a good person. Like you have to be a good person. Like being a, being an athlete is so much more than just just being just playing the sport. Um, it's, it's teaching you about life. And so ultimately everybody's career ends at some point. I don't care if it's in high school, if it's in college, if it's in pro, someone, your, your career ends at some point. And then you have Let's say, let's say your career as a as an athlete, LeBron's what, almost 40? Yeah. LeBron, let's say his career ends at 40. Cool. LeBron still's got 40, 60 more years of his life where he's no longer an athlete, that he's has to create who who is who is he? He's not just gonna sit there and not do anything. 
Um, think about Kobe. Kobe was was trying to find ways to be able to to branch out and do different ventures other than being a basketball player. And so think about what you're passionate about. Chase that thing um, while also chasing chasing the sport that you love. And if you do those two things and treat people the right way, um, ultimately you won't be upset with with the result. Drop the mic. <laughs> hey, drop the mic. That's, that's, that's all I got. Hopefully, hopefully that lands with somebody. If that lands with somebody, then then we did our job. Absolutely. Now, where can people find you if you want them to find you? <laughs> oh, I mean, you're welcome to find me. You know, um, if, if you're an athlete out there, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at the Miles Will M I L E S W I O L. Um, you can reach out to me on Twitter, uh, same same name. Um, but yeah, reach out to me on both of those things. Follow us on YouTube. My wife and I have a YouTube channel. It's Miles and Karen. Um, other than that, yeah, just reach out, man. I, I I love to be able to talk with young people. I love to talk with athletes. Um, it's, it's a unique, I have a unique respect for, for former athletes and current athletes. And so we'd love to be able to, to chop it up and see how I can contribute to, to somebody else being able to, to, to see their dreams become a reality. Thank you for tuning in today. And a special thank you to my guest. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button. To learn about the sports performance, rehab, and wellness services provided by Dr. Tierra, please go to www.thetntfect.com. You can also send questions to info at thetntfect.com. And remember, a healthy athlete is a whole athlete.